Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike Detilla along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Pizzaide in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby's standing up. Everybody's telling him that uh, he got to sit down because uh, they got the national championship game on right now. Early in the second quarter, Georgia, 17, TCU, 7. And so, man. Oh, uh, well, they are. And uh, they, they uh, roll it again. Hey, listen. Why TCU beat Michigan? Turnovers. Uh, turnovers. Uh, two pick sixes and that goal line stance. And I just don't see, like you said, like uh, the steadiness of the Georgia quarterback. Man, Stetson. Stetson. He's not going to turn it over. I don't, I mean, man, he, he, yeah, he might be 25 years old, but that dude can play. And he's a winner. You can't tell me that that guy doesn't have a spot on an NFL roster. I'm not saying as a starter, but he can play at the NFL level as a backup. In, well, in my and, uh, and uh, boy, this is American as could be. Mike showed me a, a text. I don't know where he got this. His great-grandfather was a bootlegger who turned into a preacher. I mean, you can't get, you can't get more American than that. Uh, so, you know, he got, he got ice in his veins. I mean, coming up, yeah. <laughs> joining us now from Locked On LSU, Carolyn Fenton. Carolyn, thanks so much for joining us. I know they got the ball game going on, but we appreciate your time and expertise. Man, last night, all of a sudden, we're we doing the point after, and I'm getting everybody sending me stuff about, hey, look what Brian Kelly did again. He gets two cornerbacks that have started and played at a very high level, and also a young man who was from Louisiana, walked on at Oklahoma State, and now he's also going to help him along the defensive uh, line position interior-wise. Brian Kelly, he just keeps it rolling. Just keeps it rolling there. But those two cornerbacks are critical because this team doesn't have a lot of depth at the cornerback position. Yeah, absolutely. That is key for LSU in the offseason. That was one of the priorities that Brian Kelly kind of listed out going into the transfer portal, looking into uh, recruiting in 2023, was identifying areas where they needed depth. And cornerback, defensive back as a whole, and really the defense as a whole LSU needs depth, and LSU just needs need bodies. But that cornerback position, absolutely. And Brian Kelly mentioned, you know, going into the early signing period, and now that the transfer portal is open, you know, only for a couple more weeks, Brian Kelly mentioned that he's going to have to identify positions of need in the transfer portal. But moving forward, they want to recruit talent. They don't want to have to rely on the transfer portal. But, of course, when you're only one calendar year removed from 39 scholarship players in a bowl game, you're going to need to build up through the transfer portal. But I think the key here is a lot of the players that Brian Kelly and this entire LSU coaching staff have gotten in the, in the transfer portal have been younger players but with experience. They're players that have either been starters or have had plenty of playing experience wherever they may have been. 
but they still have plenty of eligibility. You know, you look at J.K. Johnson, the Ohio State corner transferring. He was a redshirt freshman. You look at several of the defensive linemen that LSU has brought in through the transfer portal and all have at least two, if not three years of remaining eligibility. So that way they're addressing needs, positions of needs. They're addressing those needs with players with experience, but they're also addressing those needs with players with experience that also have eligibility left. That's why LSU is kind of looking at this problem with needing to build in, at the cornerback position is because all of the players that they brought in are close to all of the players that they brought in at the cornerback position via the transfer portal for this season either have exhausted their eligibility or are now draft eligible. And now LSU is where they were last year, back at square one, having to build that position up from the ground up. So I think that that's one thing that they have changed this year. One thing that they've addressed this, this year is when you're looking in the transfer portal, make sure it's guys with experience, Make sure it's guys that can come in and be leaders that can help you right away. But also, you're not going to be stuck in, at square one and back in the position you are this time next year. So, I mean, those are big pickups for this defense. And, you know, you're, you're already seeing this roster kind of come to fruition before our eyes via the transfer portal. Well, uh, talk about the transfer portal. Uh, boy, I really like this, uh, Caroline. Looking at uh, not Joey Chestnut. Even though uh, he comes from uh, Camden High School in New Jersey, <laughs> but Deuce Chestnut, we got a Chestnut who's going to play cornerback for LSU. Darian Deuce Chestnut, he was a Syracuse quarterback, a freshman All-American back in 2021. Boy, that's pretty stout. That's thick, like six foot, 198 pounds. So that's a 200 pounder. And I was looking where, uh, what he had, 83 tackles, four interceptions, nine pass breakups over the last two seasons. And as a freshman, he became the first Syracuse cornerback to start in an opener in over 40 years. So uh, he earned, he showed that the game wasn't too big for him. And then he was also voted runner-up, uh, I saw for the ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, we talk about that portal, was considered one of the best available players in the NCAA. And like you said, had two years of eligibility left. So I just like... I just like that. Uh, Damn, give me talent yeah. and give me a little bit of time. Think about Deuce J- Chestnut. Deuce I like Ch- that. The other kid, J.K. Johnson, he played in every game. He started five games for the Buckeyes last year. Come on. for If you're starting at Ohio State, yeah, the, the, you ain't no scrub. Yeah, it's not that they like you. You no, have to earn no, that. No, you got to earn it through yeah. a really thick class. Yeah, I, absolutely. And that's it's a good testament to these guys and it's where they've been, where they're coming from. And that's no disrespect from some players who have maybe started at the group of five level or maybe even the D2 level where coming out of high school, they maybe didn't have the size or the grades or they weren't able to be program, but they prove themselves at the level of wherever they are. But to your point, you know, when you start at Ohio State, you already know that some of the, the process of evaluating who they are and, and their character, how they can you know, exist within a, a big-time Power 5 locker room, how they can buy into a system at this level, I think is, is a huge testament to where the, at the level of where these players are coming into. And it's not even just being in the locker room. It's not even just having experience at this program. It's also about playing experience. Because it's, it's natural that if you are coming in from, let's say, you know, a smaller program, maybe not a power five program, it might take you a little bit to get up to speed to what's demanded of you, the game day experience. Um, so that takes time, naturally. But knowing that these players haven't just been in these big time programs, 
know, Syracuse being an ACC program, Ohio State obviously one of the top programs in the country, they haven't just been in the locker room. They haven't just understood what's expected of them. They've performed at those levels too. I mean, you look at Deuce Chess, that ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's huge. And you also look at Robert Steeples, cornerback's coach. He has done such a wonderful job of developing young talent. He came into LSU after being a high school coach in St. Louis, Missouri, and a lot of those players that he coached went on to do great things at the college level. So I think that's a testament to Robert Steeples of his recruiting ability and getting some of the top cornerback and defensive back talent to either commit to LSU at a high school or transfer to LSU from wherever they may have came from, and also his a testament to his ability to develop corners. I think we saw that this past year, whenever this cornerback group was pretty much just kind of cut and pasted together with whatever scraps they could get from the transfer portal. That's no disrespect to those players, but it was kind of an, an awkward mismatch of players that have played in all different defensive systems across schools around the country, and that turned out to be a really well-oiled machine of a cornerback group. Now, Caroline, uh, you know, when you have the transfer portal, and I think it ends in a few days right now, and then you have spring ball, and then it opens up again. Uh, we still, I think, as LSU fans, concerned about the depth of the linebacker position. Would that be your next concern or what? Yeah, that absolutely is a concern. You know, Demario Tolan deciding to enter the transfer portal. He made that announcement last week. That was honestly kind of a surprise to me. Because we heard Brian Kelly say several times throughout the season, there was one instance that really sticks out to me after the Arkansas game. You know, that was just the Harold Perkins game. That was like the linebackers, defensive line, pass rush game. That that you single-handedly won that game for LSU. Well, talking about Greg Penn, Brian Kelly said, yes, that, that Arkansas game was Greg Penn's best performance. But don't forget about Demario Tolan because he was a guy that has been pushing Greg Penn and pushing the rest of this linebacker core in practice. So I was really excited to see, you know, the, the foundation that had been been laid down with Demario Tolan of getting in every single game this season, other than Florida State after he was recovering from surgery over the summer. Uh, but every game in the regular season, other than that game against Florida State, Demario Tolan saw the field. So him transferring was a little bit of a shock to me and also a blow to the depth of this linebacker core. So that's absolutely linebacker and defensive line are two position groups that I look to. And, of course, continue to adding uh, defensive back depth, both at corner and safety. I think defensive depth, period, as a whole for this entire unit is going to be priority 1A as they continue to look through the transfer portal. And I, I view the spring transfer window a little bit differently than I do now because I feel like a majority of the guys who decide that they're unhappy where they are they're not getting the playing time that they want. They maybe don't feel like they're a good fit within the system. They know that now. And they already probably have a pretty good idea of what the spring is going to look like in terms of playing time and where they stand on the depth chart. So the spring transfer period, I, I view as a much smaller opportunity to get players in. And I view it as, you know, we can kind of take a little bit of a deep breath if players do decide to stick with LSU. I look at like a Garrett Nussmeyer, for example. I think that's one name that a lot of people are kind of holding their breath about to hopefully stay at LSU for next season, that if they decide to stick around after the fall transfer portal period, I'm not going to be overly concerned about them leaving in the spring period. So I, I view the spring period as, okay, you're assessing your team in spring practice. Is there another weapon out there that you might be able to pick up just as a depth piece? Might not be a four or five-star recruit. Might not be a guy that can come in and be a complete game changer for you, but just a body to add to, to the depth um, into your roster. But I think, Caroline. you know, as we look at the next two weeks, that's going to be big in terms of, of bringing in defensive depth, most notably. 
last year, if I'd have told you the most impactful defensive player or transfer portal, okay, Jaden Daniels was one. The number two guy is Makai Wingo. He's yeah. a, little, a dude five foot eleven and a half, two hundred ninety five pounds, and uh, people was oh he's too small. No, that dude was unbelievable uh, on the nose for LSU. Now he's bigger, but his movement skills reminds me a lot of Booger McFarland. And so I, I tell yeah. this to Coach Pete Jenkins, and Pete's like, "Ah, oh, Mike, there's only one Booger." And I had him on last Thursday. He's like, Mike, I think they got one. He's a larger version of McFarland. But think about well, that a year ago. Uh, Not a lot of us would have pegged no. Makai Wingo to be the second most impactful well, well, transfer. Well, especially when Mason Smith yeah. went down. Thank God they, they had him. Thank God they had Wingo. Oh, totally. And I think that he's been an impact player both on and off the field. When Brian Kelly talks about Makai Wingo, his face lights up, talks about how he's such a leader in the locker room, which is great. But Makai Wingo transferred from Missouri. You know, he was, if you remember that Missouri defense last year, it was ranked statistically at the bottom of college football in just about every single defensive statistic. But Makai Wingo was really the one shining light on that defense. And he, I believe he earned freshman defensive All-American honors, he received honors for um, his, his performance at Missouri, but actually he went to high school where Robert Peoples coached in high school in St. Louis. So I viewed that as a perfect marriage. I'm from St. Louis. So I can see all of these, these connections being made there. Um, and I knew Robert Peoples and what he had done at Dismet High School in St. Louis. And I thought, okay, if, if Makai Wingo bought into what Robert Peoples was doing in high school and he's following him to LSU, that's either one, a really loyal guy, or a really special player that believes in this coach. So I kind of viewed that whenever Makai Wingo did decide to transfer to LSU, I said, I think that's going to be a really special marriage and also kind of ties into what Brian Kelly wants this team to be. And it's all guys with connections to the state of Louisiana, guys with connections to LSU, guys with connections to this coaching staff. So everything feels like a very seamless transition for any players that are coming in through the transfer portal players that are coming in um, just from high school. So I would say even though Makai Wingo wasn't necessarily at the time like a really sexy pickup, that it wasn't a name that a lot of people knew, just being from St. Louis and understanding that relationship that he and Robert Peoples had, I kind of had a feeling that it would be something. It would be something special. Alan, just think about Kim Mulkey, the most accomplished coach LSU has ever hired in the history of LSU, for what she's done elsewhere. Comes in here, they are what sixteen and zero. To start the season? My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Kim has put her stamp down that, hey, listen, LSU women's basketball is going to be a force, not just in the SEC, nationally. Oh, absolutely. And I would say, you know, LSU went through a very awkward transitional time. Last year and two years ago, when Paul Maneri retires, you bring Jay Johnson in. And I think in Jay Johnson's first year, you feel really encouraged about it. You know, Nikki Fargus is out, Kim Mulkey gets hired, and now LSU women's basketball is undefeated. And if you're going to have a conversation about women's basketball, LSU's team is going to be in that conversation, which is something that LSU, LSU women's basketball hasn't experienced in quite some time. Ed Orgeron gets fired. The football team just feels like it's in disarray. Brian Kelly comes in first year. The team's in the SEC championship wins the SEC West and was really in conversation for the college football playoff late in the season. So LSU went through this as a whole. LSU Athletics went through a really awkward, 
awkward transitional time. And so many of the powerhouse sports, basketball, another one, you know, Matt McMahon doing what he can to bring that program back to where it was before they had zero scholarship players less than a year ago. Um, So I think that this transitional period, you're kind of starting to see pay off and you're starting to see that the the pieces that Scott Woodward brought in really do fit, that Kim Mulkey has just been – I mean, she's known as one of the greatest women's basketball coaches at this time for a reason. That McMahon was the right hire for a reason because they were able to come in and beat Arkansas in their first SEC game. And, of course, you know, drop two to Kentucky, drop one to Texas A&M. There's a lot of work to do there. The football team's got still a lot of work to do until they're consistently beating and competing with the Georgias and the Alabamas of college football. But you feel really good about it. So LSU sports, and a time just a couple of years ago felt very uneasy that there were a lot of questions about where these programs would go moving forward. I think we all as fans are feeling a lot more comfortable in all of those areas and all of those sports. Carolyn, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to let you go watch the champs finish them off because the way awesome. Georgia is right now, uh, they are knockout away uh, from putting TCU away, so to speak, midway into the second quarter. Oh, I figured it would get ugly tonight. But y'all enjoy the game. Have a good night. All right, Thank thanks, you so Caroline. much, Carolyn Fenton. For all things LSU Tigers, subscribe to Locked On LSU on the Odyssey app, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guest right after this break. On the How Big about them jackrabbits? we got to talk about that, too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 